0: She wants you to go after the life you want, and
1: he wants you to press the damn button. They're both business-minded creatives who travel the globe speaking to live audiences about how to get digital attention. Now they're teaming up to bring you into the experience. Welcome to Just Try This with Brian Fanzo and Amy Landino. Ready. Let's do it. What's up, Brian? What's up, Amy? Not much. How you been? I'm good. Back to sitting on the
0: couch, which I, I think I, I like to mention that in every episode. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know if it's because I feel like I listen to a lot of podcasts that I'm not on the couch. So, yeah. So knowing that the person I'm listening to is on the couch maybe makes me more relaxed. But I am, I am doing wonderful. It's uh, this, you know, it's that holiday season. I feel like the holiday season started before we even started the show. I know. But um, no, it's uh, I'm doing good.
1: Yeah. You know what I love about this right now? That I'm hanging out with you. Aww. Because I'm pretty particular about who I spend time with. And I think that's what we wanted to talk about today is how big of a deal that that actually is. And it's really hard to change up if you're not in a good scenario. Yes. But how important that that actually is in someone's success, no matter what it is that they're trying to do. Would you agree?
0: Without question. And I would say, you know, I, I talk a lot about, I think on this show for me, you know, you know you've taught me a lot of things, um, both, um, you know, everything from video to uh, entrepreneurship to friendship to, you know, time blocking to editing you know for the the, to be transparent i was in there watching you edit a video uh the other day just Mm -hmm. learning how you do it because i i love the jump cuts but one of the other things that i remember early on in our friendship was that you were very selective and you owned you owned your own time you owned Uh, who you surrounded yourself with. And I think you also do a really good job of uh, almost reevaluating that on a regular basis, which Mm -hmm. I think I, I feel like I've always been really selective with who I surround myself with. But as I change or my goals change or what I need changes, it's been really hard for me to kind of like, okay, I need to spend less time with them from a business perspective and and I need to replace that with something, right? Like that's Mm -hmm. that weird world. And it's also, there's a delicate balance of, friendship, business friendship, Mm -hmm. um, those that, you know, one of the things that I had to do self-evaluation on early on, this was probably three years ago now, was I just went back and like, I was like, who are, these are all people that I'm supporting. I'm giving them time. And then I started like trying to ask myself, well, what are they giving me that's making me better? And there were some people that are, that I would consider really good friends that I had to, I had to almost remove their, I, and I, I, this is how far I had to go is I, I would, I muted them on Facebook. I had to, I had to like physically remove them from my ecosystem mm-hmm. so that I could realize what, what I thought they were giving me <laughs> and then find someone to actually give me what I, what I feel I needed in that circle.
1: Yeah. That's so important to identify. And I, that points out something that's really important to me. I think. Um, it, let's say someone's listening to this and they feel like they have a couple of people in their life that are not empowering them. They don't, maybe it's just that they don't understand. And so they don't know how to be, um, uplifting or positive. Um, and it makes you think like, okay, I just wish I could not hang around them as much, but unfortunately they're my mom or (laughs) they're my significant other. And I just want them to be on the same page. And here's the thing. The good news is that just because you need to sort of reevaluate this, my favorite quote to bring in this situation, by the way, is Jim Rohn. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So let's go with five. Five. If you can think about who those people are, I want you to think about that. But now I want you to really think about it because the fifth person could actually be like the lead role in your favorite show, or it could be a podcast that you listen to. And the most important thing to me to convey is if you feel like you need some balance with the the people and the vibes that you're getting in your life, you can have somebody be heavily in your life that isn't actually breathing next to you or knows you exist. Without question. And, you know, I would compare this, I talk about Gary Vaynerchuk a lot, who's been super uh, uplifting and empowering to me for a lot of years. Not because I talk to him every day, I don't right. sure. We have some connections on some like weird stuff that's happened, and we've talked about this before. But I just watch his show., yep. I see his tweets, I see what he's doing, and I choose the messages that are right from me, for me, from him for sure. And he can be in my top five every once in a while. He used to be in my top five, like every day. He's not in my right. top five right now, but if I need a good uh, you know, talking to for sure i'll probably turn him on and i will say like i i gary talked to me and i don't have to tell him that right for that to be the case he talks to me through his content so This is really important to me because what you said about muting on Facebook, when you think about maybe a person could be a platform and that platform makes a lot of decisions for you about who is going to be in front of you, what they're talking about. Maybe if you've liked some political things lately, a lot more politics is going to be in your face. Um, And so and I. Algorithm. I have, yeah, I've told you many times I have like a soft spot for CNN. I right. love to watch CNN, but I don't have it on all the time. Right. I kind of, it's like my guilty pleasure to like hear people ranting and raving about the latest thing. I want to know what's going on, but I don't want to know. I don't want to hear that environment every day. Right. So it, to me is so important to think about who you're surrounding yourself with, because we, uh, we were talking about this a little bit offline and, and it has a lot to do with some stuff we've talked about in the past on the podcast of, People are so willing to tell you about yourself, even if they don't know the first thing. Yep. Even if they I don't mean, know. Every, the first I mean, thing. everyone.
0: I mean, everyone feels they could be a life coach in the comments of every post about everything you do. Right.
1: And meanwhile, if you have allowed yourself to be in a state of mind where you unfortunately get a lot of your self self worth from what other people are saying about you or to you, ideally to you. To I mean, you, yep. like, I, sure. I'm not talking about gossip. I just mean what they have the gall to say to you in person, you can start to think that that's just the way things are, that the way you are, other people have said this, so this must be true about yourself. And it may not be the case at all. Well, sure. And that's really unfortunate because how do you get self-aware of that any other way than to start surrounding yourself with other people? You know, hopefully something happens where you start to wise up and realize you are turned on by different messaging and you wanna go hear from other people in a different way. But it doesn't happen for a lot of people.
0: It doesn't. And I also think, you know, like for me, evaluating um, certain things in my life, right? Like from a standpoint of, you know, not only muting someone on a platform, but turning off notifications of a certain app mm-hmm. when I realize. People that are posting on that app or notifying or tagging me in something are really impacting how I feel, what I'm doing. Uh, I also have said for a long time, we, we talk about self-awareness a lot on this show. That's probably like the underlying uh, principle of like what we, where we look at success was you also have to be kind of self-aware on knowing what you don't know. Mm. And this for me, like especially in the speaking space, like I surrounded myself with a load of speakers, excuse my French there. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think that's the first one we've- Maybe. Uh, yeah, wow. Yeah. That's, uh, uh, but I, I, I surrounded myself with a lot of speakers that knew the same things that I knew. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I was like, man, I'm spinning my wheels. And I started having like this, why am I not getting better? Why have I not pushed the level? And then I say, hold on a second. Are these people adding to mine? Are we all just kind of nodding our heads in the same circle, being upset about the same things, or Mm -hmm. being frustrated? And so what I did was, I remember it was it was two people that I said, you know what, I'm gonna remove these two people from my my sphere of influence. I will use that as the, Mm -hmm. and I'm gonna add this person who I believe knows a lot about this game that I don't know. And then what I did was, I went to a mastermind in Toronto a couple weeks ago, and when I was there, I went out of my way to sit with that person, and I said, you know what, and uh, and I, I sat next to him and I said, can I can I just grab you for you know, a little bit of time? And he ended up giving me 90 minutes, which is beyond generous. But I can tell you, I now have that person's content in my feed. I'm now reading their blog post because what I learned was they know a lot about this space that i do not know Mm -hmm. and until you're until you're okay with admitting what you don't know it's Mm. really hard to surround yourself with those those five people because surrounding yourself with a bunch of yes men or yes women does not make you that much better now there are times where you need someone in your circle that is your biggest cheerleader Mm -hmm. i'm a big fan of that right i'm a big fan of having someone that's a cheerleader but you also need people that educate you you need someone that kicks you in the butt sometimes when you need it right and like you know for me oftentimes i'll have to look at and say are people cheerleading along with me because they're happy for me? Or because they wanna be in my you know, mm-hmm. take up my time or take up my ESOs? And I and I think this is this is a fun this is a fun exercise for people because when you start realizing those five people around you, and you can, you know, you, you said this very nicely, like, well, Gary's not in it at this moment right now, right, because right. of where you're at. But you, you're comfortable enough saying that because you know that when you need it, you can pull someone in and remove someone out, right? And I think that is a, really important when you're looking at the power of collaboration, mm-hmm. right, the power of making yourself better. Because I think this goes into mentorship this goes into what Facebook groups do you belong to? I, I can I can say without question, there are two Facebook groups that I belong to right now at this moment that impact my business on a weekly basis because yeah. they are so good. They give me, sometimes, they just make me realize that I'm on the right track. Other times they give me information that I'm like, holy crap, I need more work to do in this space. I'm kind of not yeah. you know as good as I am, but there's also times where one of those Facebook groups, I had to turn off. For an entire month, yeah. I realized where I was in my headspace I did not need that Facebook group being one of my five. And Absolutely. I think that's really important.
1: Yeah. One funny thing that you said, I uh, just want to go back to what you said about Gary. Like I'm so, I so have no qualms saying that out loud. Cause I've right. said it to him directly. I went on Twitter yep. and I tweeted, I think this was probably like a year ago. I tweeted about a year ago. I just said, man, I really miss watching ask Gary V or I, I miss watching daily V and I tagged Gary in it. And I was just like, I'm too busy doing right. And it's funny I think he actually like he retweeted it like or replied or something like I miss you too like you you know but then I think he realized and and he he tweeted again and he was like keep do keep going because as much as he's like, yeah, I'd love the other view. He knows how much of what he said has already affected me and that I am sure. doing. And so I don't need him in my top five right now. Back to what you were just saying, if one person's a cheerleader, what's the role of everyone else? Right. It's really important to think about that. Who's the one that challenges you? Who is the one that's excited for you? Who is the one that um, is devil's advocate all the time? Like we've always, yes. it's good to have those. And so so that not only... Do you know you're on the right track because you're constantly being asked in different ways why you're doing what you're doing? But it's good practice for when anybody else were to walk up to you and ask you what your why is or, or what's going on and why you do it and why it's important. I think it's just good practice to be able to know that you have a leg to stand on the thing you're doing and you're not just doing it for no reason, which is just like so important. And I also
0: think when you're looking at what we're doing in today's day and world, I mean, everything changes so quickly. Mm -hmm. We can all, you know, this is that weird space where, and I use YouTube as this is, you know, like I feel like I can do anything because I just find something on YouTube. Like I, I, my, perfect example this is i'm not a car guy i am perfectly okay admitting i'm not macho car guy but i needed to change a power steering pump in my jeep wrangler about mm-hmm. two years ago and i literally watched two youtube videos brought my ipad out and set it next to my jeep and i changed the power steering pump right like i, oh my I and i am not a car guy that you should have seen it was if anyone would have watched that they would have laughed because like i'd have to stop my hands were greasy and i had to hit play on the youtube video again <laughs> like what screw do i and so in this world we're living in right now, we have the ability to consume and learn just kind of you know anything we want. But I think it's important to bring people Surround yourself, go to events, mm-hmm. do, do certain things where people share their resources, right? And it's not only share the resources, but walk you through their process. Like Definitely. there's there's a lot of times that we can consume a lot of information, but we don't learn, and going back to watching you edit video, right? Like we've been friends for a long time. Yeah. I've always loved the way you do things. I've watched your videos that you've done on it. But there's also an element of like, okay, Brian took what I learned from Amy and what I've learned from some other fellow creators, Roberto Blake and, uh, and Nick. And there's a couple guys that really have helped me better understand video editing. And video management, but I've also taken that and done it my way. Mm-hmm. And then when I had the opportunity to, to tap into your resources again, mm-hmm. I jumped in that. Right, mm-hmm. and I think when we look at it, it's you know how do I bring those resources to life? Because there's a combination for me. What I've learned is that. I need to learn from other people's resources. I want I want to steal like what do you use? What why are you using that software? Like mm-hmm. I even asked, like, what kind of hard drive are you using? And mm-hmm. are you doing it local or remote? Right? Mm-hmm. Like these are the questions I was asking. But at the same time, this is also where the point where is I want to know how you do, not just theoretically th- those things, right? Because like we can go to YouTube and learn the information. Right. But when you're able to sit there and surround yourself with a group of people that not only teach you it, but I think this is the other piece that I think you and I will without question believe. That accountability is pretty damn yeah. awesome, right? Like yeah. when you have people that are your accountability partners, your accountability group. Even if it's just a group that you went away with on a on a trip with, yeah. And you're like, okay, like I mean, I did a, I did, uh, you know, earlier last year uh, or this year, uh, I did a, the luxury travel agent mm-hmm. uh, event, and I they have a Facebook group for everybody that attended this. Matt, this uh, workshop that we did. And I I was funny. I woke up this morning and someone had posted in there and said, Hey, I just did my 10th video out of 20 days. What do you guys think about that? And the comments were amazing of like encouragement, but also feedback. And I was like, because of this group, I believe that person did that, right? So having the people surrounding yourself, but also understanding the importance of resources and accountability totally. cannot be underestimated.
1: And accountability, like some some people will hear that and they think they have to have an accountability partner, right? Like all those people went to an event together. Maybe they split off into small groups where they continued to motivate themselves. But what if that person just went and did that and they were just so proud to come back to the group and say, this is what I did. By being in this environment, let's say you're observing that somebody took so much action after they left the event maybe you haven't done as much right you're held as such a a, a higher amazing standard no question. and this has never been more apparent to me than when I when I wrote my book and this is where I start to start to hang that over your head <laughs> not on purpose but it just so happens to be happening when I released the book last year and um it wasn't, it wasn't like, you respect me greatly for that. I know that. And we have different kinds of conversations about that. But last year when I was sort of like, oh, I would like go to a happy hour with my friend and we would meet up with their friend and we would talk and they would ask me about myself and I would say, oh, well, this is what I do. And oh, actually, I just released my first book this year. And from the normal environment type of person, we're sitting here with a martini. They're looking at me and they're like... You did what? (laughs) You wrote a book. Right. And that, and and some other things that have happened in my career as well. But that was like a big moment for me when I realized wow, I have surrounded myself with so many great people. The level that I am comparing myself and, and holding myself accountable to is so much higher than what the average person tends to see. I've even compared to this to, and this, some people may be offended by this, but I even compare this to your wedding day. Um, I think there's a lot of people, this industry is so bonkers to me because it is one of the most important days of your life that you choose to marry somebody. And for a lot of people, it'll be the most important day in their life for that reason. And it'll be the most expensive dress they ever wear. It'll be the most amazing event that they ever put on. It'll be the most amount of people that they surround themselves with. And then everything after that is just normal life. I didn't think of my wedding that way. I kind of just outsourced organizing it. I was like, I found the first dress that fit me and it looked really good. I was like, cool. It was less than a thousand bucks. Let's do this. And I, and I, I just, it just happened because I wasn't looking at that as the pinnacle of my life. But I know that that's sort of like a how you tick thing because I also don't have anything else in my brain. Like, do I have goals? Do I have aspirations? Yes. But there's not like one thing that I go, that would be the pinnacle. Right. Like everything's riding on that one thing. So I, I think that has everything to do with who you surround, surround yourself, yourself with and how you think about what true success looks like in your life. And to me, true success is, looks like waking up and being happy with the life that I chose and what I'm doing. And that it's a little bit different sometimes and that it's a little bit special sometimes, but it's all me. It's all something I chose. And I think that has to do with feeling empowered, not just in yourself. And that takes practice, but the people around you giving you permission for you to feel that way without question you're respecting I, you for it
0: respecting i think it's that mutual respect right i think it's also respecting you enough to know that they don't have to agree with everything you're doing or the way you're doing it mm-hmm. uh, i mean we, we talk about gary a, a lot on the show but i mean i one of the things i think one of the first times that gary really reached out to me and we were at south by and he came up to me and said i love that you don't you don't tote the line with always agreeing with everything i have to say And he he said, I appreciate you saying that. And I was like, wow, that means a lot. And he was like, because there's this element of like, you know, Gary wants to own the biggest building in New York and own the New York Jets. Mm -hmm. And for me, success for me is working so damn hard that I go from working five days a week to four days a week and I can travel with my daughters. Like that's that's Mm -hmm. where I look at it. And so there are certain elements that Gary will give this best practice. And I'm like, well, I'm not willing to do that because your goals or what your success is makes sense for you that's not where I'm going. Right. And I think you have to have respect for that mutual respect, but you also have to be have respect for yourself. Sometimes be like, okay, I know that this person is doing that and I respect them for it, but I'm not doing that because it doesn't equal my success. And I think sometimes when we get in a circle of people, we allow, and I say circle, like not circle as we're sitting around a circle, but like, but we, we sometimes will be like, wait, you either get jealous or you get, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll question what you're doing based on what someone else is doing. And I have to, you have to ask yourself, like, is that person doing the exact success, have the same success met path that you have? Mm -hmm. If not, let's look at this holistically. Let's look at the why. Like, I, and I think, I mean, I think advice for everybody is like, when you look at someone that you look up to or is in your group, Understand why they do it, right? Like under—not just what they do, right? And that's so easy. It's so easy to fall in this world right now, where you know i am a big into body language. I uh, there's a—I went to a school to study nonverbal cues. Um, it was an FBI academy, and one of those things was like understanding what people don't say and understanding what people do say, and like surrounding yourself with the right people, but also surrounding yourself so you can you can judge people, right? Like, and I—I think that's an, another piece for us when you're surrounding yourself, when you're being selective, you have to also look and say. What are they going to say? What are they not going to say? Are they going to know when to say something, when not to say something? Um, I recently, there's a couple people that have come into my life this year uh, in 2018 that, you know, they... I met. I mean, uh, uh, Melissa. I'll give Melissa a shout out. Uh, Melissa, who is an author of a book called Crisis Ready. Melissa and I met in February, mm-hmm. and uh, we met in February at, at a speaking event, and we immediately connected. And now she's one of my closest friends. She's one of my closest confidants. We text every single day. We call each other wingmen because we're, we're we're both singles and single in different worlds. Mm-hmm. So we like we we cheer, we cheer each other on. But when people talk to us, they sit in a circle with us. They they meet the two of us. They're like, how many How many years have you guys known mm-hmm. each other? And I was like, no, it was. It was it was like instant respect, instant understanding, but we also come from each other completely different world. She's crisis management and I'm like crisis causing. Like like, like she, she teaches people how to, how to prepare for crisis. I teach people how to, you know, ask for forgiveness. Like, I mean like that, but I think that's also like, it's why we make each other better. Like I I believe my keynote right now that I give, I'm giving on press the damn button. She helped me see a couple things where she's like, when you say that it's, this is what, this is what some people are going to receive. And I was like, Holy crap. I have a lot people that are in my circle that have never pointed that out to me but it wasn't until I brought someone into my world that that does look at things a little bit differently but also has that respect for what I do and and does it in in a really cool way let me
1: ask you this like let's go all the way back to um your former positions when you were working with the government and you were making I think that was the point when you were starting to make this transition out of you know, whatever I think we were talked about this yesterday where you were saying what your friends around you were saying, like, you have the highest clearance at this level. You've got this. You've got the cushy job. You've got like you have all these things. Why would you leave? Like right. those were the people you were surrounding yourself with at the time. So if we think about this, let, let's pretend everyone's going back to their days of um Getting the job that everyone thinks is crazy yep. or starting a business, whatever the case is, like especially for entrepreneurs when they're about to quote unquote make the leap. Yep. Those people around you are saying like, are you crazy? Are you out of your mind? And I think that's the first moment where who you surround yourself really <laughs> matters. It does. Really matters. Does. Like what, how did you overcome that? Like what, how did people in your life affect that? Was it more negative? Cause there was more people saying like, you should probably stay where you are. Or was there something that you did to make it more positive for you to feel confident about it?
0: Oh, that's a good one. Um, You know, I actually think it's interesting because I think it even goes into what people think of like an ideal marriage is Mm -hmm. or what people look at your like ideal life. Like for me, um, I, I was, I believe for a while, I would say from, from 20 years old, Uh, Until I was probably 29 or 30, uh, I was chasing the white picket fence, the two and a half children, the married owner of a house, um, having the job that has benefits, having the job that has clout. Whenever I walked in a room and they said a director um, that works for the U.S. government, and I had all of that. And then I struggled with the idea, like, for me, it was like, well, is this happiness? Is this going to – and and it wasn't even that I was unhappy at the time. I think that's something that will qualify. Mm -hmm. It was like, okay, what do I want to do with my life? And to your point, when I started assessing those that are around me, were telling that were telling me not to do it. Many of them were—I wouldn't say jealous isn't the right word. Many, but many of them looked at what I had had as what they one day wanted. Even mm-hmm. if they were older than I was, even if they weren't. And in a different you had space. the audacity
1: to consider leaving it. Yep.
0: And I and but for me, when I realized that this is what they want, and I realized when I looked at it and said this isn't what I want,
1: mm-hmm.
0: their opinion, their the, their their opinion on this matter the value of their opinion shrunk mm-hmm. and i started to look at and say okay who are people that are doing it the way that i want to want to do it and how would they assess this situation right and then the other piece of this also is that you know yourself better than anyone else right. and you have at the at, i think this is that weird spot where i assessed a lot of things like even my dad who and my dad's, my dad's one of my heroes um my dad who it was an entrepreneur who was a i mean he owned multiple candy businesses from Since I was born, um, he looked at what I had as like, Brian, you just need to own this. You need to run with this as long as you can. But then afterwards, when I like when I sit down and talk to my mom and dad, you know, a year later, they were like, wow, like we now see a side of you that is that fire is that love like you have big ambitions. You want to do all of these things. And I think at the time, they looked at it as as like the short term, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the things that I did is I, I looked at it long term and I also knew myself really well. And I said, wow, Brian, if you do this, if you make this decision that everyone's telling you to do... You will not be. You will not be as happy. You will not be as successful. And you will become complacent. And complacency scares me. Complacency. Yeah. Complacency really, really scares me. And so, yeah, that was a lot of what I think I had to do. I think this also came down to a little bit of um, reevaluating those people that are around you and saying, okay they were around me because of this and they helped me get to here now if I want to go to here I need to bring in some other people around me that will not only push me look things a little bit differently and I mean the CEO the the data center company I worked for he was pretty awesome he he looked at me and he would he would call my call me out on stuff and he's like yeah you were successful but it's because you raised your hand first mm-hmm. he's like he's like don't forget you raised your hand first to go to Korea and if you didn't raise your hand first and you have raised it second how successful would you have been at that company I was like oh god you're kind of right like I, I mean and, and luck definitely plays a little part of it sarin plays a little bit of part Being of that. Willing Being w- to willing, be right? First. Like, right I, and I was, and I threw my hand up there. And, and for those that don't know the story, but it, my, I was working at a help desk, and someone uh, quit the company that I was working for last minute, and they needed someone to go to Korea on Monday. This is Friday, and he walked. The boss walked into the data center company, or the data center, the, the help desk that we were at, and he said, "Who here be willing to go to Korea on Monday?" My hand went up first of the eleven people there in the room. The, pers- the my boss, looked at me and said, "Do you have a passport?" And I said, "No." Like, I volunteered to go to Korea in three days without even having a passport because I was all in. Now, I had to go sit in Washington, D.C. for six hours on that and Saturday a for a same-day passport, uh, and then get on a 13-hour flight from Korea. On that flight, I had to watch YouTube videos on the thing that I was teaching the military in Korea oh, wow. on Monday. Every night I left there, in, I was in Seoul, Korea, We would I would go home and I would watch the other person that quit their job, watch them from the week before and say, okay, what did they teach? Okay, and then I would write down how I could teach that to these and I would have to do that the next day like that mm-hmm. was but that that break for the, I mean the fast forward that story is I flew home uh, and I had one of those you know our fa- favorite blackberry international blackberry and I was flying home from Korea and I landed in Atlanta for my layover and my turn my blackberry on and my boss had forwarded me an email and the, the email was simply amazing and it was like this training was the best training we've ever had um, we will we will continue to do training in Korea and this region we will add classes as long as Brian Fanzo is the one that comes back here and teaches it wow. and my boss Literally said, Brian. Just so you know, you've now got promoted four levels, in the and I work for an enterprise company. So remember, like enterprise, four levels above your job. And I went from a help desk hourly shifted person, you know, out of college to all of a sudden now I was running a team. I was running a multi million dollar contract, and it was because I raised my hand. I took the risk, and but. bring this whole whole, whole circle was like little things like that when my my new boss was uh the new ceo was challenging me on where i went it kind of gave me that new oh you're right you know what and i rode that out for what it was worth people surrounded me helped me out and now i want to surround myself with new people that push me
1: in a new direction and that's kind of where i'm at today i love that okay so we can't all go to korea on monday (laughs) however i'll give you my example of it's it's just really quick when i realized what i was doing was going to be right for me but i needed to make sure i wasn't making a terrible mistake i immersed myself around other like-minded people and mm. i think that's super important for you to hear right yes. you you skipped a bunch of levels you got promoted you went here you like your your career changed that fast and it was because of your willingness your openness and a, being around the right people and showing up in the biggest biggest way possible uh, when I went to my first conference in the end of 2010 toward the end of 2010 I'd been running my side hustle for a period of time I was ready to leave my job but I just felt like I needed a little bit more education sure. and to immerse myself with the, with like-minded people and that trip changed everything because by meeting people hearing from my favorite thought leaders from the stage instead of from their blog and realizing, my goodness, I am on the right track. I need to do this. I, I need to do this. I don't think I would have, I don't think it would have ever happened. And it definitely wouldn't have happened as quickly if not for, allocating my vacation time and, um, getting a, getting a sponsor, my free client sponsored part of the badge for the conference nice. using money I had put away and saved to go to a place and be around the right people to make sure this was the right move for my life. And I never looked back. So I, I want to make oh, sure I people think about that and we'll make that the first one just to summarize this for just try this. Immerse yourself in an environment of like-minded people, because if you think you're onto something or if you think you are missing pieces to your puzzle, just get around the people that are going to help you skip a few steps. I don't know if they're going to be able to promote you four levels, but <laughs> skip a few Correct. steps here, because when you do surround yourself with people, that magic can happen. Um Remove people where you can. This can be difficult if it's actual removal of people, but maybe it just means you only go to the bar once a month instead of every Friday night. That can make a major change. Not only are you probably going to lose some weight, but you're also (laughs) going to remove a lot of Dead weight. We gossip when we drink with our friends. We talk about people. We talk about stupid stuff instead of big ideas. And so just limit that time. Remove people where you can. Make a point to spend time with someone you know could be powerful for you. You know, Brian gave a great example of going and seeking someone out and just maybe even spending a few minutes to talk to them just to see what he could glean from them. And um, definitely think about who your digital mentors could be and demote those who are not. So if your Twitter feed is a A bunch of haterade you know like delete the app for a bit or some or unfollow some people mute Facebook for a while Um, just think about who you're surrounding yourself with we're still trying to get Brian on the treadmill even though he surrounds himself with fitness (laughs) accounts on Instagram I love
0: my fitness accounts (laughs) but
1: but at least his mindset is there he believes it It's it's about the action so those are your try this at home and now what about some homework so I think
0: for homework side I think and and I love that you kind of brought that out you know investing in yourself is so important today and it's investing in yourself away you know funny enough sometimes investing in yourself to go on a trip or go to an event or go you know sit with someone you know it's as much to do with the fact that you are making the decision to do it as, as it is what you get out of it, right? Like there's an element. Uh, I was actually on the fr- on, on the phone the, uh, this morning with a good friend of mine and, and she's doing that. She's going next weekend to this uh, retreat and costing a lot more money than she thought. And she was going through all these things. And then she, and she got off, she just booked it. She said, fine, I'm going to invest the money. Yeah. And man, the second she got off of that, she's like, I'm so proud of myself. I'm so into this. So, it's a big step. It is a, it is a big step. And so what I, I think the homework side here is I want you to write down the five people that you currently are surrounding yourself with. And what I also want you to do is I want you to look back six months from now and ask yourself, who are the five people you surrounded yourself with then? And if those people haven't changed, start looking and saying, is it good that they haven't changed? Is it you're getting yourself forward? Or maybe it's looking and saying, okay, now if they haven't changed, what does that mean going forward? And then the other piece of this homework is I want you to look into the future and say, What events or what things can I look at as a place where I can invest? in the time to surround myself with new people because your example is so perfect because you by going to that event it gave you the confidence to take a step forward and skipping steps in today's everyone is doing we're all doing things together right mm-hmm. if you can surround yourself with people that have already done it and already failed or already tried and already got it successful yeah. that is where the matter like, there is no shortcuts but you know what happens when you when you're able to surround yourself you can skip steps and shortcuts and skipping steps are not the same thing a shortcut is you're looking for the easy way skipping steps because you put yourself in a position to do amazing things. And that requires, you know, kind of investing in yourself and going and doing
1: it. I love that homework. I want to do that homework. I I actually think I'm gonna have to do it too. This is really good. Really good. Okay, cool. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll catch you on the next one. Cheers.